everybody, we're back. ZST Zoom Sports Talk. ZST's podcast out there with the hottest takes for a little World Cup special. World Cup started today. Um, Ecuador versus Qatar. Pretty uneventful game. Qatar, pretty outmatched. But uh, we're here to give you the what we see as the tail of the tape, our predictions for various things, semifinals, finals, golden boot, golden glove, golden ball, what we think is going to happen. And uh, hopefully we get it right. Hopefully not. Jake, Frankie, what you guys yeah, think we're we going to uh, get it right? Perfect we'll predictions, perfect brackets. Yeah, we'll, we'll see year. for sure. Hey, I just want to... No, I just want to yeah. say, our Euro Cup predictions were spot on. I think Carter and I had yeah. England and Jake had Italy, which was, like, crazy. So I just want to... Yeah, I think wanna... it, we're pretty solid when it comes to these yeah. uh, these big soccer tournaments. Yeah, right. so let's hope this we can is... keep the streak going. Um, first, I think the you bring up that first game earlier uh, between Qatar and Ecuador. And I think the most exciting part of the game was getting to see the new VAR technology being used. What about what do you guys think? Yeah, that was I mean, that was interesting. Yeah, it's actually funny because I've played I mean I've played organized organized soccer for like I guess a total like I've been knowledgeable about the sport for combined like sixteen years now or something crazy like that. And today I learned the new the idea of like offsides when the goalkeeper is in front of the last defender. And I did not know that until today. So I'm seeing the VAR replay. I'm just like, what is happening right now? But I thought there was some insane collusion going on down in Qatar. But now I understand. And honestly, like, Qatar is so outmatched in the game. But, like, it's – I don't know. I feel like that group is – there's no one that's going to be too dangerous out of that group besides the Netherlands probably. Yeah. Now that Saudi Amman is out, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amman exactly. being out now too definitely yeah. hurts uh... – Hurts them, so that's going to be an interesting group. So, yeah, let's get right into our group predictions. Uh, So, starting off with Group A, we got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Uh, Frankie, I'll let you go ahead and go first here. Who do you see are the two teams coming out of this group? Yeah, up until that Saudi Amani injury, I thought Senegal, like, definitely is the number two team. But I think I'm leaning towards Ecuador now. So, I think I definitely see Netherlands and Ecuador coming out of that group. Netherlands, they're, like, they're so tough. They're going to be so tough this year. I think they're going to run through this group. Nine points for sure. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good take. Carter, go ahead. Give me your two top teams. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's so difficult. Like, I think the Netherlands is obviously going to take it away. It, like, pretty landslide. I think they're going to win every game. Here's what I would will say about Ecuador is they had a little bit of an issue because they now – um, Ecuador's next game against Netherlands and they play Senegal and I really don't think Ecuador has any shot of winning a game against Netherlands they would normally I think if they came into the game fresh first game but like just coming off a game against Qatar where they're just so much more dominant their opponent like I just don't feel like it's like I feel like it's almost a trap game like any game after that regardless of who you play so I mean I don't know. I think Ecuador is going to get slammed by the Netherlands and then have a do or die game against Senegal. And I don't know. I feel like Senegal still got some ballers out there. I feel like Senegal gets second in the group even without Mane, but like probably going to get bounced in the round of 16 anyway. What about you, Jake? Yeah, I like that analysis there. You know, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I definitely have the Netherlands on top of this group. They're going to, like Frankie said, uh, nine points will sweep right through. But I'm going to counter you there, and I'm going to actually go with Ecuador getting that number two spot. I think they do the opposite. I think, you know, great win today. They were very dominant. 
I think they're going to ride that momentum and they're going to try to get out. Uh, they're going to make it out of the group. I don't think they make any sort of a run. I think they'd be eliminated in the round of 16 from there. Um, but I definitely would give it to uh, Ecuador as that number two spot coming out of group, group A. So moving on to group B, we got England, Iran, the United States, and Wales. And people are calling this the battle for what football or soccer is called. I love it. Um, you know, first game for the U.S. tomorrow. We're definitely excited for that. You know, being obviously all from the U.S., even though uh, Carter, you're traveling around a little bit. But we're all definitely pretty stoked for this group. I'd say probably the most exciting group uh, for us because, you for know, sure. obviously sure. a lot on, lot on the line come Friday. Uh, yeah, so Frankie, go ahead and start us off again. Who do you see coming out of Group B? I think I see England topping this group, but I don't know if I see them necessarily getting nine points here. I mean, I just they've struggled with Wales in the past. In the uh, what was that? The twenty sixteen Euro Cup was that they lost to yeah, Wales? I think twenty sixteen. Um, they struggled with Wales in the past. I think U.S. I love my U.S. team. I think they're a gritty team. But I, I definitely see U.S. topping this group. But I'm sorry. It pains me to say it, but I think Wales is coming out of this group in second. I just ooh, think Wales ooh, I ooh. think Wales is coming out of the group in second. I think I think they tie. Uh, I think they tie uh, U, the U.S. 1-1 tomorrow, and then they're going to go on a goal differential. I think England beats both of them. I like that take, you know, a lot of people have definitely agreed with that. Um, a lot of people, especially not from the North American continent, think that that's is what's going to happen. Um, I think, yeah, that Wales-England matchup is definitely interesting. Like you said, they've struggled before in the past with them. But, Carter, let's see what you got to say about uh, who you think is coming out of Group B. Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of our credit, like a lot of our pretense for, for England's performance and how we think they're going to do are based off like World Cups where – their team wasn't nearly as good. Like, obviously, England's been a little banged up. But, like, you think about some of the other powerhouses, like, like France coming into this, like, much more banged up. Um, I don't know. Like, there are other teams that I feel like aren't as complete as England. And, like, I really do feel like after watching the game of Ecuador versus Qatar today, like, whenever you get in these international tournaments, if you're a much better team, then you will take care of business with these other teams. And, like, I really do think that England has the potential to just put away – every team in this group if like they put out the lineup that like we all think that South Aid's gonna put out. Like I think what's been the big problem for them in the past is like they rotate midfield guys that are honestly like kind of average. But Henderson. I, I think that what yeah, like it's just like and even like I'll definitely say like I think that it's gonna be Rice and Bellingham in the middle for sure and like that's what it should be. Like no doubt about it. But like here's all say. I agree, 100% agree with Frankie. I think Wales is so dangerous. But I think that the fact that a lot of their good players are starting to age a little bit and, like, mm. their up-and-comers aren't, like, as good, I think it's, like, I think it's going to be England 1, US 2, and then I think Iran and Wales is going to be, like, a different – like, it's going to be 3-4, but I think they're going to be tied on points. I think they both only okay. get one, maybe two points, like, catch a draw against each other and then um, draw either – England or the U.S. So I th I got England in the U.S. I got England on top, but hey, like I'm definitely inspired by the team that we got going. Like I know so many diehard USA fans have problems with like who we took and all that, but like honestly, I think we got a good squad and like definitely one that like 
from the team that we played against England years ago, I think it's almost as good as that team. Like we have a lot of good young talent, but I do think the England team is much better than than was before. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I am definitely indifferent about this group. I've been going back and forth a lot. Uh, one thing I did see the starting eleven get leaked for England, um, but I can't find it. I started looking for it right here. Um, but I haven't been able to find it. So I will read that out if I can come across it. But uh, so, yeah, for Group B, um, I'm going to go bold. I, I'm going to go a little bit bold. No uh, way you're not I picking think, England. I think, the, yeah, bold. shocker, shocker, I'm not picking England. He's picking England, England on top of the group. Yeah, no, I actually have I have the Americans go on top of the group. Um, they're going to give this whole country false hope, and they're going to – you know, I think they they I think they come out strong tomorrow. I think they end up beating uh Wales. I think they match up pretty decently against them. You know, they've had all this anticipation going into this World Cup. Um and yeah, I think that they beat Wales tomorrow. I think come Friday, they then beat England. Very close game. Some stupid thing happens at the end and the US ends up taking the points. You know, I, I'm not 100% sold, actually, that they beat England, but they take points from England. I will say they okay. were 100% take points from England. Um, and then I think that England should handle Wales, but like we said, struggled in the past with them, so not 100% sure. Um, but I'm going to have the U.S. at the top of the group, England in the two spot. And, hey, so I, I got some good things coming from England in a little bit, so don't don't get, let's okay. not get too hostile okay. about what's going on with my opinion on the three lions, but um, yeah, I got them taking the two spot in group B. So now let's move to group C uh, not super strong of a group, but should be decently competitive. We got Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Frankie, if you want to go ahead and uh, give us your prediction there. Honestly, I think I struggled with this group the most. Obviously I see Argentina top in this group, like no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, them winning all three, I don't know. I mean, you know, Mexico, they show, they show up. They they make it to the knockout stage every time. But they're a little banged up this year. And I just, I just, I don't know. I think I'm leaning towards Poland coming out in the second spot. I, it pains me to say it because I love watching Mexico play. They're such a fun team always. And Memo Ochoa, he always shows up. He's a brick wall, but... I'm yeah. leaning towards Poland. I think we always got to talk. Out. Every World Cup, you got to talk about uh, yeah, Memo Ochoa and goal. You got to talk about him. Yeah. Where does he go yeah. in between? I don't know. Where no. does he even play? I don't know. But he shows up. World's biggest mystery is what he does yeah. for uh, the other three years that they're not in the yeah. World Cup. So. <laughs> so you have Argentina on top of that group, followed by Poland. Carter, yeah. go ahead and give us your prediction for Group C. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll keep it short with the first. I think Argentina is obviously topping the group. Like, if they don't, I think they make it out of the group regardless. So I'm just leaving that there. Um, but here's the thing. What I will say, if they don't top the group, I think Mexico wins the group because I think it means that Mexico just goes crazy. And I feel like that Mexico has shown that they have the potential like to just go, come alive in like tournaments like this. Like they've done it before, like as Frankie said. Um like, I don't know how much firepower they have now compared to years past. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say they're a team that I think could keep up with Poland on the regular. Like, I don't think – I think they played 10 times. I don't think Mexico beat Poland more more out of the times. 
But, um, you know, I'm going to pick Mexico to come out of this group. I think people think Mexico could be really dangerous this year. And, like, it's just a very different style of play than Poland is used to playing. To, like, used yeah. to playing. And I feel like Poland's lack of experience playing against, like, teams from, like, South and Central America is, like, maybe going to hurt them here because, um, I don't know, I, I just think that, like, they're so used to playing, like, this – much more like formal direct style and like I don't think that Argentina or Mexico necessarily do that like the Englands or the Netherlands or Spains or France's of the world so I got Argentina and Mexico coming out of the group one two yeah so two different takes there from you guys one of you took uh, Poland one of you took Mexico uh yeah I've been kind of going back and forth this one I think Argentina tops the group um I don't think it ends up being as much of a I think they have a little bit of a tough time I think uh they're gonna struggle I think that you know Poland is gonna play them tough and I also think that Mexico will you know just because it's a world cup and anything happened you know there's no reason that they're gonna come in and get rolled over um so yeah that'll be interesting but coming out of that group I so like I said Argentina on top but they'll struggle a little bit and I'm gonna go Mexico because like Frankie was saying, they always are getting in the knockout stages in these major tournaments. Um, so I don't see anything changing here. I don't think they have that same firepower in Carter. I 100% agree. Um, I think Poland gets them majority of the time, but just because it's the World Cup, and like you said, Poland's lack of experience playing those countries, um, it's going to be tough for them, and it's going to be tough for them to adjust. Uh, yeah, so give me uh, Argentina on top, Mexico in the two spot. And what then I'll also, that brings us – go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, what I'll also say is, like, one thing to note about teams like Poland where they have, like, arguably the second-best player in the whole group. I mean, you could even, like, based on form in general in the last couple of years, you could say the best player in the group in Lewandowski, maybe. Like, I don't necessarily agree with that. But, like, Poland is, like, pretty one-dimensional in the sense that, like, you saw in the Euros how easily, like, a guy like Lewandowski could be shut down if you played him yeah. the right way. Like, yeah. I remember in that one game, I forget who they played. Maybe it was like the Czech Republic or maybe even England. I don't remember who it was, but they he had like nine touches in the whole game. And it's like, if you're able to play a guy who's that good like that, then, I mean, <laughs> there's honestly not much you can do to like say, oh, yeah, like he's going to be a flick. It, you just kind of like, you know how to defend it. And I think that's just so dangerous having that type of system where, if it's shut down so easily, you just get no chances if they play you like yeah. that, then I feel like it's yeah. not worth taking a risk. But... Yeah, I agree. They're so, they seem so one-dimensional. They have to go through Lewandowski. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, uh, that leaves a lot of gaps in them and allows um, a lot. I, I, just, I see them, you know, they're going to be okay. They're going to play all these games tight. I think this is honestly going to be a really fun group to watch. Um, yeah, but let's go. Uh, we got Mexico and Frankie's going with uh, with Poland, so we Poland. will see. Group D, we have a not too interesting of a group here. I think this one's going to be pretty easy, quick, and clear. But we got France, Australia, uh, Denmark, and T- Tunisia. I don't even know how to say it. Tanzania? Tunisia. 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 Speed says Tunisia. All right. You know, Jake said this one's going to be a simple one, but. I'm going to have to disagree with this one. I'm going to have to disagree with this one. I agree France, with you, Frank. France, they're making it out, but they're not making it out in the in the top seat. I think Denmark, they, they're stronger than ever this year. And um, France is not the team. They're not the team that won that last World Cup. 
I know they didn't have Benzema last World Cup, but no Benzema. Griezmann is looking like a shell of his former self. No Pogba, no Conte, uh, no Kimpembe. So I think Denmark wins this group, and I think I think they beat France as well. Uh, Frankie, I think that's uh, an outstanding take. I think that France is not winning this group. They just have such a different team. They're genuinely like just not used to playing with each other. Like they're basically gonna, Martial is going to be playing up top for them most likely now after. Giroud got Benzema. hurt. Yeah. Benzema and both got hurt. Here's what I'm going to say. I think this might be a hot take. I know you guys and, and many people listening might have seen the thing about the idea of, like, the World Cup curse and, like, how teams who win the win the tournament one year don't make it out of the group stage next year. Like, yeah. you saw with Germany last time. Spain. You saw with Spain before. Yeah. You saw with Italy before. And then France back in 98 and 02. Like, you've seen it so many times. And, you know... I think it just segues into it perfectly because both France and uh, both I mean France is just hurt. Like they don't have players they played before. My one's gonna be Denmark. My two's gonna be Australia. Goodbye France. They're not really? making another group. Wow. Hot, wow. I'm just following. I'm I'm a I'm a statistician here, and I'm just following the pattern. Okay. And if, if the past tells me anything, then then it tells me that France is. Getting going through. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, as you mentioned, ah. we saw it with Germany. Um, we've seen it plenty of years past. Uh, it's still France, and they still have one of the best, if not the best, attacking young talents in the world with Kylian Mbappe. Uh, and, you know, there has never been a better time for him to shine. With everything going on at PSG, with the Is There Beef, with him and Neymar, is he better than Neymar? Who's the better player? Mbappe is coming for blood this tournament. He wants to show everybody that that 2018 run was not a one-year run and that he is the best player in the world at the moment. He's going to try to take over Benzema, um, who, yeah, who knows what happens now with him out. Um, that is definitely going to be a major factor that most people did not anticipate when, um, you know, making these picks because he got dinged up, what, was it yesterday or Friday? Ooh, like I think he got yeah two days ago. Two days ago, yeah, I think it was I think it was Friday. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people did not factor that in um, when making their picks prior to this. Um, I still think they're going to be amazing. I do think that midfield pivot is going to be Tuchenemi and Kamavinga, right? Yeah, or Rabio. They they want to play Rabio because he has experience, but like it should be Chuamini. And, uh, yeah, it, it should be it should be those two. They are unbelievable. Um, some of the best young midfielders in the world, uh, if not the best young midfielders in the world, and we'll get into that later. But um, I, I think that they top the group, and I think that Denmark cruises into second. I think Denmark does play them very tough. I, I could see a Denmark upset if I'm being 100% honest. Uh, Denmark's got fucking heart, man. They. They play like that. That Euro Cup run uh, to the semis was no was no accident. They are a good team. They got guys who can play, um, and they're gonna be coming. They're gonna be coming for that top spot. But I'm gonna give it to France, uh, and I'll give Denmark that two spot. Uh, moving on from Group D, we got Group E, which is a pretty interesting group. Should be competitive. We got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Carter, we'll mix it up. We'll go you first this time. Who do you got uh, coming out of Group E? 
I'm, I'm going to try my best to, to not overthink it. I know, the thing is, I know, because I, I feel like so many people always overestimate, like, the the Asia-Pacific teams and, like, tournaments like this. And, like, South Korea did damage, and they were the ones who knocked out Germany last World Cup. And, like, I look at this group, and I'm like, there's so much potential for, like, Spain or Germany to just catch a, a stray L in one of these games. But I'm just going to go with what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be Germany 1 and Spain 2. And I think Spain is a dangerous team down the line. Might be biased because I'm I'm living here currently, but like <laughs> I think Germany, Germany, like people are saying it's it's Brazil's tournament to lose, but I genuinely do believe that Germany might have the most talent of any team there, like any team there. Just really, yeah, well, we, we saw that in the Euros too. I think we had talked about that in the Euros. I think we had said that they were the most talented team, or one of, if not. And I mean, shit, they still uh. They were one they, Mueller goal away from, yeah, upsetting England. I mean, and, yeah, the, I mean the thing is like, whenever they played England, it was like England played their best game of the tournament against Germany, like yeah. undoubtedly. And I think that what I will say with Germany is like, like Musiala has been amazing this year, and they're going to work him in. And this team where it's like, Rudiger hadn't had much like much experience, like like Sula and the guys like Schlotterbeck, the guys that are actually playing back there. But now you give them a couple more years and, like, guys like Rudiger, guys like Musiala, guys like Havertz are now, like, gelling a lot more with the German yeah. team. Like, I think it propels them to first. I don't necessarily think that means they're going to go far nor win the World Cup. But, like, I do think that they'll show how good they can be in the group stage. And I think that they'll have a close game with Spain. I think they might just pull out against Spain. But I think Spain takes two and... I mean, the Kalo Navas magic was great a couple years ago, but Costa Rica just does not have the outfield players like they used to. And I just don't think Japan has got the firepower to keep up with either Spain or Germany. But I would love to hear if you guys have any any different thoughts. Yeah, no, those are those are great takes there. Carter, Frankie, I'll let you go first. No, I agree with everything that was said. I, th- I, I love this German team. I think they could go for really far. Um, and the only thing I disagree with is I, I'm not really sold on the Spanish team yet. Um, I really don't like their attacking play. Um, their possession is incredible, but I just don't trust Murata up top. I mean, he's yeah. I just, I just think that's a big weakness in the team. But I definitely think Spain makes it out as the number two team. Yeah, yeah. we had uh we had talked about that a little a few minutes before Carter had hopped on just the attacking problems of Spain, and uh you know Murata proved to be not very consistent in uh in the euros you know he was kind of spotty came through in a big moment but it wasn't enough ultimately to uh you know spain spain could have been a lot better than they performed in that euro cup um but come to this world cup i like the spain team i wouldn't say if i'm sold on them um don't have them making a far run i do have them getting out of the group in the two spot and i do have germany getting out of the group at the one spot um I'm interested to see how this German team plays, though. Um, I think they're solid. Carter, like you said, they got a little bit more experience now. Um, their defense is really going to take a big step forward, I think, in this World Cup uh, and kind of show that they could be one of the top defenses uh, in in the world. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think they, they top the group, and I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, I'm going to give it to Spain in that two spot. But I do want to be – I'm going to be interested to see who – um, who Spain goes with up top if Murata isn't 
you know, getting it done. Here's what I will say about Spain is like they, I feel like ever since David Villa and like maybe Fernando Torres, who never was really like a guy for them in international tournaments, like they've never really had true like out and out good strikers. But like, here's what I will say. And I, um, for we, the World we lost Cup you for a second. Yeah, yeah. Can you? Yeah, we lost you at I. You good? Yeah, you good? can hear you. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Perfect. Yeah, but like, so I was noting this originally. Whenever I'm looking through the bracket, trying to understand Spain, Spain's Euro 2012 final is the only reason why I think they can be good with the lack of like a true number nine. Like, if you want, pull up the lineup for for Spain 2012 Euro final. But like, their front three was David Silva, Iniesta, and Cesc Fabregas, who were all just like basically midfielders. Yeah. and that's just like the type they play. Like. How effective it's going to be like a te- against a team like Germany, I don't know. But if they're able to, like, I think the only way Spain wins the world or wins the World Cup is if they play against teams where the possession style works against. And like, I don't think Germany is one of those teams. I don't think they can just pass around Germany because Germany has really talented midfield. I think that what they really need to do is come up against a team that has like a slightly shallower midfield and just hope they dodge bullets, hope Germany loses earlier in the knockout stages or teams like that. But like, I think that Spain is able to compete with teams that like press high. Like if they're, if they're able to play like a Brazil, like I think that Spain could give Brazil an L just because of like how high Brazil presses and like they're able to pass Mm. through them. But I don't, yeah, I don't know if they had like, bro, if they had a guy like, I was like Holland, like it'd be it'd be helpful, but like they just yeah. don't. So, but I think yeah. I think we're all in agreement. So like we we can move on to group yeah. F. Yeah, we'll get into group F. Uh, this is I've bounced my thoughts around on this one. You know, being Croatian, it's it's hard for me to say that they won't make it out of this group. Um, but I'm still undecided. I kind of want to hear your guys' takes on this first. So now we got Group F with Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Carter just got back from Morocco, if I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I did. Uh, I'll, I let, did. I'll go ahead and let you uh go ahead and go first for Group F again. So I saw the how they were training firsthand. It was um, a great experience, but uh, I don't know. This was the one, the group that actually, like, just overall, like, I feel like I weighed the most with. I'm still like unsure, like, on how the Davies injury is gonna like affect everything. Just given the fact he's not been training necessarily, maybe he'll be playing for some of the games. I don't know. I don't necessarily can't see Canada making it out of the group, but it just shakes up how the rest of the groups can come out. Personally, it's like immediately my mind goes to Belgium one, but I just feel like the Belgian like golden generation that they talked about years ago just isn't really there anymore. Like Belgium does not like have like a prime Eden Hazard and like they don't have like a lot of the names they used to have, but like I still think they have a team that will get them one in the group. I, th- I don't think they're necessarily as much of it as they've been in the past, but they will make it number one in the group. Number two, like, Jake, for the same reason, I mean, I think Croatia has, like, the much better team. I just think, like, there might be – I mean, they've been doing so well in these tournaments that I feel like there's just one that they're just not going to love potential. And I think Morocco's got a really hungry team, and I feel like they play together a lot. Play a style, a style of game that – Croatia is not used to. I don't think that's one thing I'll say about the advantage of Morocco in this group is the style that they play 
and like the where all the players play is like for the most part like obviously like Ziyech plays in the Prem, Hakimi plays in um in League Arm, but like most of these players are players that like Croatia and like Belgium have not necessarily seen that much of and like players from those countries. So I really do think that they can do well. And I think this is going to be one of the African teams that surprises us. So I'm going to go Belgium one, Morocco two and, and Croatia barely missing out. But like, it does pay me to say it because I know like, I mean, Croatia just has like that switch that they could win the group, honestly, but I'm, I'm taking a gamble and saying they're not going to. Really? Yeah, no, that's a that's a you know a lot of people say it's kind of been like that. I haven't seen Croatia getting out of everybody's group, um, but putting Morocco in that two spot over Canada is definitely going to draw some eyes to you, Carter. So, Frankie, I see you shaking your head. Let's go ahead and uh, who do you got coming out of this group? It's a terrible take. So this man, <laughs> this man is a homer. Spain and um, Spain and Morocco. Come on, I know. <laughs> I think Jake's going to like this one. Jake's going to like this one. Croatia. I think we're overthinking Wait. it. I think Croatia, they, they showed up in the last two tournaments. They're going to show up again. I think this is their aging as well. But I think Croatia tops this group. I think Belgium makes it out too. But I, I think Canada, I think Canada, I see them taking points from from one of those teams. I think I think they're a dangerous team. They're topped uh, CONCACAF heading into this. But I, I like Croatia. They play so well together. And, and Belgium... I just think they missed their opportunity. I think their time has passed, like Carter said. But having said that, I do think Kevin De Bruyne is arguably yeah. the best player in the world right now. And he's like, he does so much for that squad. You can put anyone up top and Kevin De Bruyne makes him look like fucking prime Ronaldo. So Yeah, it's unbelievable um, what De Bruyne can do. And, and I mean, Lukaku, he's a great striker too. So it's not like he's playing with a nobody up top. So I think Belgium, I, I think Belgium sneaks out, but I don't think they make it too far in this tournament. And I think Croatia, I think Croatia tops this group. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I've got a quick question. There's still, uh, so how many three bids are there? Because there's the top two teams, obviously, and then a couple teams get the, if they're in third, they get a bid, right? If it's like most points or no, not this world. Is it only top two? No, I think it's just top two. Okay, because I wasn't sure. I thought that the top two scorers that weren't one and two also went through. Um, not really going to change much of my pick, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go full homer. Um, Luka Modric is one of the best midfielders, one of the most underappreciated midfielders in the world. Uh, he's not Kevin De Bruyne, obviously. De Bruyne is, like Frankie said, arguably the best player in in soccer, football, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um so that creates a lot of interesting uh, things for this group because you got two teams who are going to be, you know, very dependent on one guy getting the job done with Canada and Alfonso Davies. You know, they got some great players around him, but Alfonso Davies is that team. And like Carter said, it's going to kind of come down to how dinged up he is. Uh, says he'll play tomorrow or whenever their first game is, um, which is great news for Canada. I'm going to put Croatia at the top of this group and I'm going to put Canada in that two spot um belgium like we said really have lost a step since uh their golden generation so i'm gonna put canada at two yeah give me canada at two give me croatia at one i think every game in this is going to be very close i think that it's going to be a tough group to get out of um but yeah i have a weird feeling that belgium is going to disappoint a lot of people once again and not make it out of this group so really that brings up yeah i'll let you go ahead and you guys can 
go off on me yeah. about that, about how that's, honestly, that's a little too bold. I don't necessarily think it's too bold. I'm just, like, surprised that, like, both of you guys are necessarily, like, super high on Canada because, like, I mean, here's what, I'm, like, here's what I'll say is, like, whenever you talk about, like, CONCACAF and, like, the Gold Cup, like, the Gold Cup since, I think since 2011, U.S. and Mexico have won it every year. And, like, obviously, mm. like, Canada's come more to the rise, like, in the, like, last couple of years. But, like, I mean, there's just – to get the ball from – for Canada, for example, to get the ball from Davies to, like, Jonathan David up top, who are, like, their two best players, you have to go through – I mean, for Belgium, Tielemans, De Bruyne. For Croatia, you got to get through Brozovic, Modric, and, like, every guy they have. Morocco is a little bit more simple because it's like much like less less known midfielders, but like I feel like it's gonna be so hard for like the left back striker combo to be one that's like super lethal in like an mm-hmm. international tournament like this. But here's what I will say: I do not know as much about Canada's team as I do of any other team like in here, just because they're like they are such a wild card, and like there have been teams that have made it out of like Concacaf that have been better and like or done well in like the world cup just like shocked people so i mean i don't know we'll see like i and i find it super interesting i like the fact that because jake our two picks are both like different because i the two i picked are the two you didn't pick but yeah i mean i think this is the group of death like i think if you had more mainstream really? teams like the US i think it's the England most competitive here, yeah i think I, I do think, you yeah, know, that's what I mean. Maybe not the group of death, the best teams necessarily, but, like, I do think it's the most competitive. Like, I think that any team in here, there's a scenario where they come out of the group. This Canada, is the only group, like, yeah, this is the only group where I could, I, like, could see all four of those teams going on. I could see three out of the four of the teams topping the group. I could see Canada getting on top. I could see Croatia, and I can also see Belgium. Um, I, so, yeah, I think group of death, really good group. Not a bad take there. What about Group G? What are we saying about Group G? Brazil, yeah, Group G. Um, this is going to be a lot of talk about one of the teams in this group, I think, throughout the rest of this episode. Uh, group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Carter, give me your picks. Come out of there. It's, I mean, it's going to I mean, th- this tournament, like, it is Germany. In my opinion, Germany's and Brazil's like to lose. Like they are the teams I think have the most firepower. I mean, I want to like I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna necessarily go into who I think is gonna win yet, but I do think that like everything sets up especially for Brazil. Like they have healthy players. They have a full squad. Like they are ready. They're all most of their players are like in form and they've been playing good for the last couple of years. Um. They got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder for losing Copa America. I think Brazil flies through this group. Um, whether they get six points or seven points, I don't know, or nine points or seven points, doesn't necessarily matter that much to me. But um, I think that like Brazil's coming one. The the two is what I have the most con- most confusion about. I was looking through Landon Donovan's bracket the other day, and I saw he picked Cameroon to make it to the semifinal. And I saw Eto obviously picked him to win the tournament or something or semifinal or something absurd because he's from Cameroon. I don't necessarily know if I believe that about Cameroon. I don't necessarily know if I think they have that crazy of a squad. I mean, he was well said. Promoting. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a dog. Bro. No, he is. But like, what I will say with this, 
Switzerland was crazy, like, last tournament, whenever they upset uh, upset France in, the, in penalties and, like, had a great game. And I think Sommer is, like, one of the best goalies out there. For sure. But Serbia just has so many players in form. Like, I've seen so many people that say that Milinkovic Savage is going to be the breakout player of the tournament. And, like, obviously Vlahovic has been honestly really good for, like, he's been the one bright spot and honestly, like, a really, really bad Juve team. So, I mean... I'm just going with Brazil and Serbia, and I think it's going to be unlucky for Switzerland. I think that, um, like, Serbia and Switzerland see each other a lot in these types of situations, and I just think that, like, the combination of Milinkovic-Savic and Vlahovic up top and Mitrovic, like, all these Slavic countries have normally been, like, super good at defend defending. Like, they're very physical defensive teams. And to have a team where, hey, now they actually have, two strikers that are in form and a midfielder that's, like, really competent on the ball. And Tadic. Like yeah, and Tadic. Exactly. I know and Tadic is another one of those guys where it's, like, you can connect through from up top. They got, a, like, a pretty lethal um, lethal strike force. And for a team that plays really, really physical at the back, like, and it's difficult to score on, honestly, like, I think it's a really good episode, really good matchup for the group. And I think that they could even – maybe take points away from Brazil in a, in the scenario, but wow, um, you know, I, I, I like, I wouldn't necessarily see them beating Brazil, but like a draw, I mean, I don't know. After seeing Switzerland with like a, no striker, basically beat France in the Euros like two years ago or a year ago. Um, I think anything's possible. So I'm just going to pick Serbia second in the group, but I, I definitely could see some people having different takes. Yeah. Frankie, let's get into your take on that group. I I honestly don't need to talk too much about about this group because I think Carter said exactly what I was going to say 100%. Um I think Brazil yeah, I think it's their their uh tournament to lose and um I'm really high on the Serbian team. I think they can make a big run. They're attacking they're attacking plays um uh really good with those four players and I think Serbia I think Serbia is the second team in this group and I think they I think they win too and lose to Brazil. Yeah, uh, I like that take. Um, Brazil's at the top of this group, no doubt in my mind. I think they get challenged, but nothing too, too bad, nothing too scary. I think they get nine points. Um, yeah, and I'm going to throw Serbia in that two spot as well. Uh, Switzerland, I think, could be a little bit of surprising take that two spot, but I'm going to ride with Serbia just because like we'd said, they're in great form. Uh, Carter, you nailed it on the head with that one. So, yeah, give me uh, Brazil at the top of Group G, followed by Serbia in the two spot. And last but not least, Group H, we got Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Carter, who you got coming out of uh, of this final Group H? This is uh, – I mean, man, I keep feeling like I've said it's a tough one for, like, three groups now, but, like, I really, really like this group, and there's obviously so many ways this could go because, like, first I'll start by saying this. Uruguay definitely has, like, one of the most promising teams. Like, Valverde, obviously people have been gassing him so much recently, and Nunes is finally starting to find a little form, and they got guys there um, who can do damage up top and, like, have always had, like, a very competent team that competes and put things like Copa America, but... What I will say is I don't necessarily think they've shown they can do it in tournaments like this. And it's why I don't think that they really are going to be as dangerous as people are, like, hyping them up to be. Like, people saying they're underdogs. But they really do have a good team. And, like, on paper, I think they have the second-best team in the group. 
Speaking of Portugal, is going to be really interesting because obviously Ronaldo's been going through a little bit of uh, hot water recently. Like, uh, I mean, Mr. Mr. Piers Morgan, Frankie, I mean, you can obviously go on how you feel about it. Don't even get me started. Like, here's what I will say. Portugal is the best team in the group. I think Portugal will win their group. Fair enough. Second is where I really, really struggle because, like, um, here's the here's the thing: South Korea. I mean, they did it obviously against Germany. They they upset Germany, and they do have a good a good squad. They have obviously Son, they the center back who plays for Napoli is like so apparently one of the best defenders this season in Syria. Um, I don't know how much they have in between, but here's the thing about Ghana and why I actually really do like Ghana. And on paper, they might be the worst team in this group, but Ghana has shown that they can do it in tournaments like this. Yeah. They played yeah. very well. And, and Partey has been, like, honestly, one of the best. He might be the best defensive midfielder in the Premier League this season. I think so. Him or Rodri. Yeah. yeah. Like, him or Rodri. It goes back and forth. So, I'd want to pick Ghana and Portugal to come – come through this group and wow. it might be a little different than what you guys have because wow. I think I think you guys could see Ghana getting fourth but like like here's the thing people just don't know that much about the, the teams from Africa who compete in tournaments like this and it's because we don't see much of them but these players play together so much and like honestly like whenever there's less politics involved in these international tournaments like there are with teams like England teams like um I don't know, Spain and Germany, where there's, like, politics behind getting actually called up. Like, you honestly tend to play a lot better, I think. And I think that's why I like te- a team like Ghana going through. So, but, I, I like, wow. I, let's let's hear it from you guys, though. Yeah, do it for their country. Frankie, go ahead. Give me your take for uh, who's getting out of Group H. And not only did I, do I think Uruguay's going to make it out, but I, I struggled with them even winning the group. I think... There are some. I think Portugal is gonna win. I like kind of settled yeah, for, on Portugal. First, let me get your let's day. get your let's get your Ronaldo take. Let's let's let you rip into Ronaldo. You got two <clears> minutes. I want I Ronaldo. want you to blast Ronaldo. He's listening Cristiano, right now. Tell he him is what listening. You want to tell him. He's a fan. Not for long though. Cristiano Ronaldo will not step foot on a pitch in a Manchester United uniform ever again. He's he's not playing another minute for Manchester United. He's done. They need to get him out of there. I agree with some of the stuff he said. The stuff about the Glazers, I agree. Since I've been bored, I watched the whole entire interview, which is kind of a sad, but still. Um, the, do you think you stuff... should respect? Say, do you think you should respect Ten Hag? That's what I, I, that might be yeah. what you're getting into. Uh, yeah, so, yeah go no, I, that I 100 disagreed with him on. You can't disrespect the manager. Sir Alex always said, "No one man should be bigger than the club." Like, and that I mean, Ronaldo's arguably the greatest player of all time and if, if you don't think that he's at least like got to be in your top three top five um uh but i mean ten hog i think has done a great job so far um he, he's brought in martinez great signing erickson great signing argue i think erickson and martinez are man united's two best players this year so i think i think disrespecting ten hog i think disrespecting rooney um and and the rest of the club, I think, uh, I just think it was, it, it just seemed really immature, and, that, and that's funny for me to say, calling, like, one of the goals immature, but it just seemed like 
you're not getting your way. So I'm just going to like pout and, and cause drama. And I think linking that back to the World Cup, I think there are some dynamic issues possibly. And because of that with, I think him and Bruno Fernandez will both start. And if, uh, I mean, I think they got to work away. Yeah, I think Dallow's played. I think he's in form right now. Um, yeah. I think they should play Cancelo on the left and Delo on the right. Um, and I, I'm biased, but I think and I think they gotta they gotta work Bernardo Silva and Bruno in there. Um, Jao Felix played great the other day in their little like warm up game. So I think Portugal's a little too overwhelming, despite maybe some some club issues. Um, well, they have they also have Nunez. Yeah, they do got new men. No Renato Sanchez though. Yeah, yeah no Renato I feel like new men might not play. But like I, the thing is, I don't think he'll start. I was gonna say, I saw people saying Cancelo on the right and new men on the left, but like Cancelo's been playing left back for City for like, I mean, the whole year. Yeah, I don't know. That's also yeah. They're not gonna flip him around now. Ronaldo is a great player. Like here's what I'll say: I do think Ronaldo, like minus all the things he'd been doing was maybe a little unfairly treated by Ten Hag. Like people wanted to see him play. I think the only way to get a guy like that back in form is obviously get him on the field. And yeah. like it's difficult, but like I hundred percent agree with you, Frankie. Like you can never come out and say you're bigger than the manager, you're bigger than the club. Like and Ronaldo at this point is like he is like a, a question mark in the middle of a very informed team. And outside of that, like if he starts playing bad I don't think they'll have any problem taking him off because they've shown it can be done before. But, like, I do think that how informed most almost 90% of the Portugal squad's been Leal, yeah. Silva, and then you get Bruno in the midfield, you get. Um, like, Jaffalik. Mean, yeah. Do you guys think like, Jaffalik should start? It's, I don't, I don't think know. he will. He, uh, he didn't play, yeah, go ahead. He played great, though. In form, I'm going to go with no. Um, Really? I think that they've got better attacking options that are in form as you were just kind of listening off Carter. Um, but I, I do think it's hard to sit him. So I think he gets a lot of time, but I don't know if he's starting on day one. So that's going to be interesting to see, but I'll let you go ahead and finish Carter. Yeah. I was just saying that they like playing Bernardo Silva out on the right and they want to play layout on the left. And I think they're going to play Ronaldo at striker. And I think that means that they rip like Bruno like uh Ruben Neves and like one of those like Portuguese guys like yeah like like Paulinho or like um Vitinho or like one of those guys in the middle and then go Cancelo, Diaz, um Pepe, Patricio or Sa and then Dallo. And I think that's probably their best team. Cause they just have like it, it's Portugal. Like you can't not play Ronaldo and like exactly they're the only yeah, way like I guess. I don't think they really want to play Jao Felix out in the right because that's where he'd play if he did. Yeah. But here's what I will say. If Ronaldo's not playing well, uh, a 45 or 50th minute substitution out for Jao Felix is 90% likely. Like, that is what would happen. Yeah, because that yeah, is, I agree. Are there yeah. He's so. a game-changing player, in my opinion. Yeah, no, yeah, 100%. I think, I think Portugal's attack is one of the best um, in... In the World Cup, definitely not the best, but it's probably it's definitely in the top five out of these teams. Um, I agree. They got options. They got options, and they still do have one of the greatest players of all time. 
Uh, and I like you guys' takes about the Ronaldo thing. Um, I think that everything that was said really well. I agree a little bit more with Carter just in the sense that uh, putting on one of the greatest players to ever play the game in the 89th minute against Spurs was, I mean, I would have been pissed off too if I was Ronaldo. Yeah, it's it, it comes off across as that, but like it, it was working. They, kill, they yeah. killed Spurs. They beat Arsenal handily like – Rashford, I mean, I thought he's been playing great this year. No, yeah, no, no. I, I don't think that Ronaldo should even – I don't think Ronaldo should be playing. Um, I, I think that he is – which is horrible to say. That's so hard to say. It's fucking Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo, CR7. But I still think he's working. a great player. What they're doing is working. So yeah. I, I, they don't need to mix anything up. But, you know, to sub one of the greatest of all time on the 89th minute in a game that's over, yeah, just a I, little stupid. I agree. I mean, I, I just think – I think he's a great player. He was second in the Prem in scoring last year. He's obviously, like, I don't think he's washed, as people are saying. But yeah. with Ten Hogs, like, high press, intensity, um, style of play, like, it fits more of, like, a young player. Like, I mean, it fits more of, like, a Sancho, Antony, Rashford, Martial type of, type of deal more than Ronaldo, who is not really a defensive presence at all. And yeah. can I say one more thing? I think – Manu does need a, a true number nine, and they need Dusan Vlahovic from Juventus this winter. But I want them. I think they need to go out and get him. They need, or if not him, someone like that. I like the yeah, take. I, I like mean, it. We'll definitely talk more about that in another episode. Uh, I'm going to put Portugal at the top of this group. Um, I think kind of similar to what I said about Mbappe earlier, Ronaldo's name all over the news. He is looking to come make a statement. He needs a World Cup. Um, I think that he goes on a tear uh, to start this World Cup. Don't think they may, I don't think they make the semis and we'll get into that right after this. Um, but yeah, I have them topping that group. And then yeah, give me, give me Uruguay in that two spot. I could see Ghana doing exactly what Carter said, um, but it's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited to watch them play. Um, always a fun team to watch. So yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens in Group H. So we let's move into yeah moving the semis on and the finals. Groups. I'm curious. Yeah, so I'm semifinal and final are. prediction. Uh, I haven't gone first on anything today, so I'm gonna yeah. go first here. Semifinal matchup: Argentina takes on England. I hate England. I don't think they're gonna be great, but there is something to be said about the team. They got a lot of talent. Um, Southgate. You know, his ass is on the line. He needs to make a run in this World Cup or he is fired. Um, I mean, and I'm curious, so we can talk about that later, but what you guys think about that, is this World Cup final or bust for Garrett Southgate? Um, yeah, but so one end of the final, one side of the bracket, give me Argentina versus England. And on the other side, give me Brazil versus Germany. Um, I think you two powerhouse teams. Yeah, I think two powerhouse teams. Um I could see I, that's the four final teams I got making it. Um, don't be surprised to see like a uh, a Denmark or maybe whoever comes out of Group F between Croatia, Belgium, and Canada. Maybe them making a run for that final four, um, but I'm not sure. We're going to have to kind of see how things shake out first. So, yeah, give me Brazil 
and Germany on one side and Argentina and England on the other. Uh, and Jake. then for my finals prediction, I'll give that once we give all our semifinals. Frankie. Jake, what do you think about the U.S.? How far do you think they're going? Because you have them making out of the group. I have them, yeah, I have them topping the group and then losing some stupid game uh, in okay. the quarterfinals. Like I said, they're going to get everyone's hopes up and then they're just going to fall yeah. apart. <laughs> it's, if they top, uh, yeah, if they top the group, they play either Ecuador or Senegal. So I think they win that if they top, top the group too. Yeah, but I could also see them dropping some like ridiculous game, yeah. um, which would be like, yeah, to one of those two. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. And then who would they face if they made it to the quarters? Um, most on be. paper, most likely France, but okay, yeah, or or, or Denmark because I mean, I think Denmark's gonna win that group, yeah. So, one of those so they have a path, which, they have a possible path, they have a path, they could make it to the quarters. I don't think they get to the semis. Um, and like I said, I doubt they get to the quarters, but you know, let's see them win a group. Let's give a lot of hope for when the world cup comes to the U.S in 2026 um you know they're young right now this is going to be a great bonding experience for them they're going to really gel and mesh together i think and yeah take points off of england please uh yeah but anyway like i said i'll give you my finals prediction when we all give our semifinals so frank i'll let you go ahead now and give me your semifinal prediction yeah i got i got a little different the way my bracket works i got this game is going to be fucking nuts like one of the most highly anticipated world cup games of all time and that's not that's not what you think i'm gonna say um but i got brazil and argentina um meeting in the semis and those those countries i mean go at it so i think that's a crazy game and i think on the other side i battled with this a lot but with the their bracket might end up i see portugal get into the semis and i see them playing england Ooh, okay. So we both got England in our semis. Yeah. Um, that's not a terrible take. Carter, what do you think of that? What do you think of those four? I, think, I know you got Germany. I, I think it's a good three of the four. Um, actually, I don't. I have the same really? side as you for Brazil, Argentina. And yeah. what I will say is, I think that, um, that's what I said. I think Germany's a good team, but like, I mean, Brazil, Brazil, I think would be the one to play them. And I yeah. think that Brazil's looking for that seven, that seven, one revenge. I know they're yeah. looking for that revenge. And I, I really think they get it. Like I thought Germany and the Euros were one of the best teams on paper and they just kind of didn't look great at all against, um, against England. And I got, so I got, I got the same semifinal as you on that side. I got Brazil okay. and Argentina. And then I got, um, uh, I got England, and then here's the thing I noticed is I got Spain based on how I did my bracket coming against England, and I think England wins that game, but, like, England would come up, or Spain would come up in the first round against, um, like, it'd either be Belgium, I'm pretty sure, or Germany, um, or no, Belgium or... Croatia Morocco. or something like that. Yeah, you yeah, had Morocco. Croatia, one, yeah, yeah, like one of those teams. Like, regardless, like I think that, like I think they're able to make it out. I think that if Spain, I'm pretty sure that would mean Spain tops the group maybe. But I think that Spain, yeah. if they sit in that spot, like they have a really good road to the final. 
And I think it's something that I could see happening. And I feel like a Spain, England, like basically a European semifinal on one side and a South American semifinal on the other side would be super fitting. Um, so that's a semifinal I got. Logistically, I, I think it makes sense. I was never yeah, yeah, that works. Um, so yeah, I uh, I didn't actually fill out a full bracket. I just never got around to it. So I don't know if my matchups no. could actually even happen. Argentina, England, Brazil, Germany. It kind of just depends on who tops the group. Uh, but for that vibes, works, even though it makes no sense with my logic, I'm still going to keep that as my semifinal matchups. So Argentina, England, Brazil, Germany. Oh, uh, yeah, Carter, so continue. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, is like, what I will say is um, I think Argentina, Netherlands is going to be like, like, which I think is a game that is almost, I mean, almost very likely to happen. Like, if USA gets second in the group, Netherlands wins the group people are expecting. Um, Argentina beats the second place of the group that has Tunisia and like those teams in it. Um, then you get a Netherlands Argentina matchup, which is just so good against a really good, great defensive Netherlands team versus like Messi and a really good attacking Argentina team. I think that's gonna be the game of the tournament. I think it's gonna be better than any semifinal or any final. It's gonna be wow. a crazy game. That's like wow. that's my prediction. That would top. Do you think that would top uh, Brazil Argentina? I mean, here's what I'll say. We got Brazil-Argentina in Copa America, and it was a 1-0 game. But obviously, the stakes weren't the same, and the lines weren't the same. But, like, like, I think that the good games are made against teams that don't really play each other that much because it's just, like, there's so much action. There's, like, so much, so many goals. It's really Brazil, Argentina point. and Brazil, like, know a little bit how to game plan against each other. And same with thing with, like, if England plays Croatia in the semis, which is, like, a possible scenario also, like... I mean, those teams have seen so much of each other that it's like, it's almost like a chess match on tactically, like, who's going to give in first, as opposed to, like, the more chaotic ones that are, like, the more absurd matchups that you don't yeah. see, that you, like, watch the World Cup to see. So, yeah, and, anyway, and, yeah. And talking about uh, Brazil getting 7-1 revenge on Germany, I think Argentina knocked out Netherlands in the 2014 semis in PKs, too. Yeah. So, I mean, they got some history there, too. Yeah, yeah no, um, definitely a lot of interesting paths for everyone that we had taken to get out of the group. Um, going to be very interesting to see what ends up happening. Uh, but let's get our final prediction. Uh, I'll go first since I let off this uh, category. In the finals, I got Brazil taking on Argentina. So, Frankie, if uh, you think that would be one of the craziest games of all time, imagine it yeah. as a World Cup final with it being Leo Messi's um, last final. international yeah. game. So. That would be insane. Uh, that's my pick, and my pick to win is Brazil. Uh, I think their attacking firepower is unbelievable. Uh, you got Thiago Silva in, in the back, even at the age of 37, still just tearing it up, crushing it for uh, Chelsea. Uh, you got Marquinhos. Um, you have Neymar, obviously. You have Vinny on the left. You have Rafinha or... Um, or Anthony on the right. Yeah. And then you have whoever you want at top. Most likely uh, Jesus, probably, if, Jesus I to, probably if I had to guess for what their first lineup will be. Uh, I think they're a powerhouse, and I think that they take home the 2022 World Cup. So I'm interested to see your guys' take. Oh, it's, it's a tough one, I'll be honest. Because, like, both finals are good. I got England and... I got Argentina, 
like Argentina showed they can beat. I, I got. I think Argentina showed they can beat Brazil because my semifinal matchups Argentina Brazil, and I mean, it's a tough one. I just think that the narrative is there. The narrative is there for Messi to get in the final, and the narrative is there for like maybe not as much for England, but like England. That's the thing. England side of the bracket is really, really like honestly easy. If, if they win their group, they play realistically Ecuador or Senegal. And then the next game, they realistically play um, yeah, Denmark or France. Yeah, Denmark, France. I mean, depending on who they think wins the group. Yeah. Or... Like, and, and the thing is, I do think this time, England has a better team than, than France right now. Like, just 100%, given... I agree. Yeah. So, Ooh. you know, I don't... I don't think, yeah, I don't think they have a too difficult of a route if they if they were able to do that. And, I mean, I mean, obviously I said what I said about France earlier. So, like, I don't even necessarily know if France is going to be there whenever they're playing. And if not, then, like, I guess less to worry about for England in the first place. But, like, I mean, they got a route to the final and, like, they are able to be, for the most part, like, if they're having games, if they're playing well, like, dominating like they're able to have fresh legs for a semifinal against spain or um i don't know uruguay or serbia or one of the, one of those countries like i mean i like england in that game and argentina and i mean that game is so hard for me to pick between and like honestly like i thinking about me talking on and on it makes me like question my decision every time but like i do think that like like as much so as much as I want Messi to get it. Like, I want it to come. I, I think it, it's going to come home, I'll be honest. No. 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 We're not doing this again. We're not fucking doing this again. Jesus. Weird thing. We've not We've not been doing it. That's the thing. Like, we, Or no, we've been doing it. But um, England, I just don't think, has put their best lineup out in the field. And given the back, outside of the back line, but Reese James is hurt, like, Showell's obviously hurt, but like, like they're not playing Tomori. I think the midfield and attack. I think Southgate's finally got it down. Maybe it takes four more years for him to get the other back half of the back half of the field down. Also, in the lineup, yeah. But like, I think I that think when that, I saw that lineup leak, that the midfield he was playing on playing tomorrow was uh, Mount as an eight, and then paired with Rice and Bellingham. Yeah, yeah I, I could see that. Yeah. Four at the back because like of the injury to like Kyle Walker right now and the fact that he's yeah. playing a couple games. Like I don't like that they don't have Tamori and obviously not the lack of Reese James is so scary. But like, I mean, if Reese James Reece was James. healthy and playing for England and had the starting right back role, they would be not mm-hmm. my pick to win the final, but they would be in the final. They wouldn't lose in the yeah. semis. Um, he re- brings something to the re- table that many don't. And the only reason I have them beating Argentina because Messi is just so good. And Messi will, like, well, there's no way, like, Harry Maguire or any of the defenders on England can guard Messi. Like, it's Harry not Maguire. Like, Harry Maguire is not guarding Messi. But, like, what I will say is the young talent in the midfield for England, I mean, like, obviously, DePaul. Like, people make jokes about DePaul because he's, like, Messi's, like, butt buddy or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen those things. Yeah. But, like... I mean, for the most part, like, our team in midfield will bang up. Like, they have, like, Los Celso's not around for the World Cup. As I'm pretty sure that's who it is. And 
Like, that's who they play there. And a lack of midfield for a team like Argentina, who likes to get the ball up top and, like, control that space, like, I don't really like that for them at all. And, like, while they have the attacking talent, it's, like, England's able to control the midfield. Like, I mean, quite honestly, what they had trouble doing against Italy in the Euros, like, I think they are able to come out, come out and win that game. And, I mean, obviously, like, Lissandro Martinez has been great this year, but, like, is he really jumping with Harry Kane? Like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, that hey, bum up top to, for England forgot about he him. He didn't even have to jump with Harry Kane this season because uh... – Yeah, but you guys crushed him. And I'm pretty sure – okay, I might actually be off in saying that because I'm pretty sure Lissandro Martinez is, like, one of the best in aerial duels, like, um, in the Prem this year. He's deceptively like, good. Yeah. He's just like, no, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the memes are still hella funny about him being like five, five, six or whatever he is. Yeah, he when definitely couldn't have played in Buffalo today. Chris Romero is a world-class world player, and he knows how to guard Harry Kane because he plays with him in practice. That's what I'll say. So, yeah, but, Jake, um, who are you I'm interested. That is, that's a, that's a pretty bold take, man. Um, I, I don't think it's coming home. Obviously, I'm never gonna think it's coming home. I'm never gonna want it to come home. I'm gonna continue to. I'll be uh, I'll be at the watch party on Friday, pulling very hard for the Americans. Uh, but Frankie, go I, ahead. Your final prediction. I Who will be pulling hard for the. I will be pulling hard for the Americans. This oh, week. okay. What about you, Frankie? Every year, every year I say it's coming home. Every single year, <laughs> but not this year. Not Why? this year. That's not this year. And everyone, everyone, they're saying Argentina, Portugal, they want to see the Messi Ronaldo. That's not happening this year either. I'm sorry. Brazil are going to run through this World Cup. Let's go. I think they don't yeah. lose a single game the whole entire World Cup. Wow. Uh, and and Actually, I got yeah, looking at their group, that's that's not too bold <laughs> to say. Yeah. If, they, if they win the World Cup, that's not ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they just got to get through their group uh, unscathed. Do they drop points? No, that's what I'm saying. You're saying they don't drop any points if they win. No, no points, yeah. not no. even a draw. No, they don't drop any points. I, I love this World Cup team. They they got they, there's no piece they're missing. The only piece you can question is maybe. Maybe up top, but but I still think Gabriel Jesus is world class. This is Brazil. Yeah, I, well. I think you you want to talk about Messi burning uh Harry Maguire and John Stones. You got Brazil with uh Rodrigo, Vinny, Neymar, and Gabriel Jesus. Like they're gonna be ten meters ahead of Harry Maguire. Like, those are four of the fastest players in the world. I think. Oh, I I really just they're so complete. I mean. What Jake said about Tiago Silva being so good at his age, and and I don't even know if he's gonna start. I mean, I I personally would start. You but, got to. But Eder Militao's been will. been crazy this year too. I mean, do you think you think Rodrigo is is getting gassed by Luke Shaw, bro? Come on, <laughs> come on. And no, they Casemiro got, they got controlling, power. controlling the mid. As long as they don't play Fred, if Fred touches the pitch, they might <laughs> lose the game. But besides that, Brazil is running through this. He Fred better not be, please. No, 
Well, so do you have uh, do you have England going yeah. to the final England, and then losing? I have England going to the final, and that's going to be another heartbreak for them. But I think this England squad, I, I agree with Carter. I think they're starting to figure it out. I think they have. I, I mean, if Reese James were to be healthy, they have like four out of the best six or seven right backs in the world. They got Trent, Reese James, Trippier, who's extremely in form, and Kyle Walker. And and if those four were healthy, but I just think those two center back pairing are, are they, there's too yeah. many holes there. But their midfield could be really dominant. Uh, well, I will tell you one thing. I will tell you one thing about it's coming home. If James Madison starts over Mason Mount, come the knockout stage of this World Cup, England makes the final. Uh, I, I truly do you, think. You guys. Are Mount haters for Chelsea. I can't fans. stand him. Don't like I Mount. can't stand him. I gotta watch him every weekend. I gotta watch him every weekend. And he just really? he's such a one-dimensional player, man. It's it's if he's outside on the box, right or left, he's not gonna try to drive in, he's crossing. If he has the ball anywhere in between the posts within the box or about five, six yards out of the box, he's shooting. It's very one-dimensional. He lacks playing that final pass, uh, that killer pass that you know that De Bruyne is so good at and Luka Modric. Yeah. He lacks that part of his game. Um, I just think you need – he's great in the press. Uh, if there's one thing I will give Mason Mount, it is that he is great in the press. He has a very high work rate. He's very efficient with it. Uh, I think he just – I don't know if it's confidence that he lacks on the ball or what it is, but it's it kills me to watch yeah, him. I, I can't yeah. stand Mount. Um, so I I'll think if it. they if they don't start him come knockout time, uh, they will make a solid run. I don't think he's that big of a oh my god, it's it's the end of the world. But uh, I just think that that will be something that they need is creativity up top. Yeah, Madison's a baller I mean, too. Yeah, no, Madison is a baller. Honestly, like here's the thing: I'm a not that big of a Mount hater. Like I actually do think he's a really good player. And he does play well for England whenever they're able to get him in. Like he creates chances whenever he's there, but like. Here's the other thing I'll say is for a team like England, it's like, I mean, if you're playing in guys who are in form, like you're not necessarily like playing Raheem Sterling, but like you have to play Raheem Sterling because of how he was, good he's been he was them. rumored to start tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's been, he's been, he's been so good for them in tournaments though. Like, I mean, think about how, how crucial he was scoring those goals in the Euros. And yeah, maybe they were kind of messy goals and maybe like people are like still upset about like the dive or like whatever happened against Denmark. But like, I mean, like it or not, like he's been really good for England, and like I mean, he's not been good, really good for Chelsea for the most part. But um, I don't know. It is a tough scenario, and I think I would agree with you, Frankie. Well, we'll say is what I was gonna say earlier is whenever like Casemiro and Fred play together, they have like an unreal record for Brazil. It's like they've like sixteen and yeah. one or something crazy like that, and like maybe that's not a big enough sample size for something like the World Cup, but like. Um, Obviously, like they know each other a little better now, playing together in club yeah. maybe, and I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't really know. Like, here's why I agree with you. I think the midfield should be, um, excuse me, Paqueta, Gimaresh, and Casemiro. That's like the three they should play. Yeah, and like I think that's what they'll end up doing, and they'll play some combination of like or play Neymar somewhere in there instead of Paqueta. Yeah, and Neymar then, like, at Cam and. I think Neymar's like, gonna end up being the cam. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? I feel like I'm I think he's better at wide, but like I think he's better at wide too. But you have so much fucking speed on the flanks with Vinny Jr. 
and uh, whoever the top I think, right. I think Fabinho's got to get into this lineup too. He's been so Jesus. bad this year, though. Yeah, if you're talking about in form. Yeah, I, mean, like, I guess Casemiro just does what Fabinho does better. That's right the, too many Yeah, Bruno, too many Bruno Camara's got to get in. If you're talking about in form, Bruno Camara's has got to get in. They're going to turn into England with, like, who should play and who shouldn't play. And it's going to be too many politics, and they're not just going to go out there and play like they should. Yeah. Yeah, know. it's going to be interesting they're still to gonna see. Make a deep run. Yeah. So, I got Brazil and Argentina in the final with Brazil winning. Frankie went with Brazil and England in the final with Brazil winning. And Carter has England-Argentina with England winning the final. So, a little bit of disparity here. We got a little diversity. Um, you know, let's hope we pick a winner again. We Like we said earlier, we killed the Euros. Uh, now we're going to get into some much more specific predictions. And uh, if any of us hit these, you know, call us Nostradamus. But first award we have to give, give out, we have the Golden Ball Award, which is the top player of the tournament. Frankie, why don't you go ahead and lead us off with who your Golden Ball winner yeah. is? Yeah, lately, honestly, lately, I've been on TikTok and these dancing videos have been popping up all over my TikTok of Vinny Jr. and, and Neymar. And Anthony and Richarlison. Also, Richarlison, he should not be touching the pitch in the World Cup. Sorry. He should not um, be touching the pitch. He should. Um, he, he might, though. He probably will. He, he might. He'll I, come on yeah. in the sub, I, I bet. Yeah. Um, Maybe start the start. third group game. But but yeah. they convinced me. I think... I think um, Neymar. I think Neymar is going to win the golden ball. Yeah. I like that pick. I, I like pick. that pick. I think, it's a good, I think it's a good pick. Carter, your pick for Golden Ball. Man, see, I actually struggled with who I thought was going to win this for like a, a lot longer than you might have anticipated because like there's obviously so many good teams here. Like, and obviously I said who I think is going make to make it far. Who do I think is going to be the best player in the tournament is Kevin De Bruyne. Who do I think is going to win the Golden Ball? Um, I mean, for me, it's either gonna be it's either gonna be Messi or Neymar, and mm. honestly, like, given how informed he's been, like, here's what I'll say: given how informed he's been, I think it ha- everything is written. It's gonna be Neymar because he's informed he's been. But Messi is just much more of the presence for Argentina, and why I think Messi's gonna end up winning Golden Ball because his last World Cup, like, people want to see him do do well, and I think he's really gonna like. This might even crazy just sound crazy, but I think he's gonna have like that Modric type performance that Modric had back in twenty eighteen because yeah. just because of how much more of the centerpiece I feel like Messi actually is coming in this one with like the team around him. So I think it's gonna be Messi, but like I, I think Neymar is gonna be a really close second. And it's just gonna come down to the fact that the Messi, in my opinion, ends up winning that semifinal game. But yeah, maybe it's okay. just because too okay. like there's so many good players in Brazil, it's like so hard for Neymar to like actually fill the stat sheet maybe as much as he'd be able to on like if he was on a team like argentina himself yeah and Messi's yeah okay so yeah but, uh, i like that pick um i had a tough time kind of going back and forth with this one too if i'm being honest um just i had a tough time reasoning with myself on how to make this work with who i think wins the golden boot so i, I think it's hard to yeah. get one to the other uh i have three that I think are all contenders to win okay. the World Cup. The first one is being Messi. And I think if they win the World Cup, 
uh, he wins it. I think that they could lose the World Cup and he can still get it just simply off the fact that it's a Modric situation. Like you said, you know, he's putting the whole team on his back. He's a centerpiece. Um, he is the guy for Argentina. Um, and I think they could give it to him even if he loses. Second pick, Neymar. Um, Brazil cruising through this. He's going to be the main guy. I could see it happening. And then the third pick is Vinny Jr. I think that I'll, I'll give, we're going to go into the golden boot next. So I can give you that pick. I think yeah. Neymar wins the golden boot simply because he's really? going to be on PKs for them. Um, but I can see Vinny Jr. Um, ending, be ending up getting the golden ball just because of how unique he is and you know what he can do on the wing. Um, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm going to, if I got to give it to one guy, give me, you know, give me Neymar for the golden ball. And I'm also going to go Neymar for the golden boot. It's tough. Like I said, it's hard to, it's hard to say he'll win the golden boot and then say he won't win the golden ball being the top goal scorer of the tournament. Um, and just what Neymar's capable of, obviously. So I have him taking home. Yeah. Two trophies, giving him the golden ball and the golden boot. Uh, Frankie would love to know your golden boot pick. Um, I'm going to take it a little different route. Um, He might no, actually no. I'm not. I'm not about. I'm not about to batter him. He's a great player, but he just is so boring. Um, but I just think Harry Kane's gonna win again. I believe yeah. he tied for the win last time, but yeah, I think since since I have England going so far into the tournament, Harry Kane being on PKs, him just getting fed by that midfield of whoever you want to put in that third spot. But Bellingham, I think Declan Rice has got to start. I think he's a baller. Um. But I think Harry Kane has just too much opportunity in front of goal. And I think Neymar, I think he has better players around him up top, which makes it so the offense doesn't always go through him. So I think Harry Kane is going to win the golden boot. I like that pick. I could, he's definitely going to be in the conversation. Uh, He'll, he'll probably, if he doesn't win, he'll probably be that number two spot. Uh, it's just going to kind of come down to how he plays early, I think. We're going to have to see yeah. it. Like we said, this group stage is interesting. So once we kind of have a clear picture of how that goes, uh, we'll see who is ends up taking on the Golden Boot. But Carter, your pick for Golden Boot. I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess it's the same as Frankie's. Um, you, know, I was, I, you know, the thing is, it's funny because part of me is like, you know, maybe I should pick a guy from like the Netherlands. Like maybe I'd pick a guy like, Cody Gakpo or Steven Bergvine for the sole fact that they could just put like 15 goals past Qatar, but like, like, not like, uh-huh. no, but in all, like in all seriousness, here's what, here's what I will say. It's like, I feel like it's a lot like more clear cut than I feel like I'm making out to be because a lot of the really good teams in the tournament are without a, without a really good pure striker, like Spain we've already talked about. Germany doesn't really have a good pure striker. Brazil doesn't actually either. They just have a lot of cooks in the kitchen up top that are going to be able to score. Um, like, I mean, whenever it comes down to, like, Argentina, like, there's a lot. Like, I think Messi's going to do a lot of the goal scoring for them and, like, cheating a lot of their forwards, but not necessarily, like, one guy doing all the work. Um, so, like, yeah. Like, I think I think Harry Kane's realistic, but even though I don't necessarily have him going, like, super far into the tournament like i do think that um like i do honestly think that a guy like ronaldo could come out and be like one of the top scorers just because he i like he can just have one of his classic games like 
what's it going to take in this World Cup to be Golden Boot? Six goals, maybe? Like, that's a possibility. I'm pretty sure one of the times it was six or seven. Yeah, um, last year was six or last time. I think – yeah. I mean, here's what I think. I think Kane ends on somewhere between six and eight, but I think Ronaldo comes five or six, like, if he's sitting up top for Portugal. And, obviously, they're going to be in tight games where they're wanting to score and needing to score goals. It's not like they're just going to be playing yeah. possession the whole time. So, um, maybe it's a narrative that I like of Ronaldo getting – like one of the top golden boot. I think Harry Kane gets it. Like I'm I'll just I'll just say it. it. It is boring, but he's a team that's going far and he is their goal scorer. How they play is they use him as a target man. They he they play off him, they get it to him, they cross it in the box, try and get back to him. Like I think he wins the golden boot. Simple as that. I like it. I like all so. these takes. Um I think if Benzema ends up missing major time in this tournament. Uh, Mbappe definitely needs to be considered uh, yeah. a threat to take on the Golden Boot because if he is going to be, like we said, Griezmann's kind of a shell of his past. Uh, if it comes down to Mbappe being the number one provider, and I mean, he uh, is. yeah, I mean, he is, yeah, but if Benzema's in there, it's tough, you know, he gets the ball. Uh, but yeah, I think that you ben, can't count Mbappe. Benzema's, that, not, so. Benzema's out for the whole, Benzema's out for the whole thing, right? Is that not? I think so. They didn't call anyone up to replace him, though. Okay, no, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I okay. think they're trying to hope that he could get out there maybe towards the end if they make it, uh, if they make it far. But okay, we it was a hamstring see. injury, right? Or no, that was Mane. That might have been Mane actually. I think Mane. I, mean, was I, had, I had the hot take. I had the hot take of them not making out of the group. That's the only reason I didn't consider him. But like I, yeah, would outside of that, I 100% agree. Like he is. Probably the most dangerous goal scorer. I mean, it's like the same thing with Lewandowski. Like, if yeah. they're able to make it deep, if they're able to make it deep, like he's the guy scoring goals for them. Like, if if Poland wins games, it is because Lewandowski scored goals. So, yeah. but I hundred percent, I hundred percent agree with you. So anyway, yeah, I like all these picks. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who ends up being right come uh, last week of December, second to last week of December, whatever it is. Yeah. Moving on to our second to last award, we have the Golden Glove Award. Obviously, goes to the best goalkeeper in the tournament. Carter, go ahead and give us your Golden Glove pick. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's like. I'm try- I was trying to think of it like what team has like a pretty mediocre defense. Um, I think it's gonna be um Emmy Martinez. I I th- from Argentina. I think he's gonna end up doing it. I feel like Belgium, like the narrow, like the really good goalies, like Courtois. I don't think he's gonna get it. Like I think that Allison is a really good pick based on how far Brazil's gonna go. But like, I just think that Brazil when they get scored, I was gonna get caught off guard. I do think that Argentina is gonna get tested a little bit, and I think that. Emmy Martinez is the exact guy where it's like he's been so good and proved it before for Argentina and Copa America that like and he's arguably the reason why they won the tournament in the first place. And like it's just so he's so poised for a breakout tournament. Like I genuinely believe that. And I think he's gonna win the golden glove. Okay. I like that so. take. I like that pick. Uh Frankie, go ahead and give us yours. Um I kind of thought along similar lines in terms of Allison, but I think that defense is too good, and I, it, I think this team's going to do it again, and I think Casper Schmeichel's going to win. That might be a little bit of a hot take out there, but I think they're one of those teams where they're going to need some big moments from someone, and he's got to be one of those guys that steps up. 
Um, I like so that. I'm going like Casper Schmeichel. Yeah, that like was that. actually my pick as well. I've got Casper Schmeichel really? in uh, okay. Golden Glove. Yeah, I think that they are gonna make they're gonna make the quarters. I'd say if I is as far Denmark gets. Uh, and I think he has a couple big games, a lot of big highlight moments. And, you know, he has proven himself. He played great in the last World Cup, man. He had four or five penalty saves against Croatia in that quarterfinal game. Um, so, yeah, give me give me Schmeichel to win the Golden Glove. And on to Gordon. our – go ahead, Carter. Fine. I was going to say I, – I was going to say, and now we got the – the an interesting one and, and young player of the tournament as the final yes, one. young player of the tournament award i wrestled with this back and forth a lot um it, so the rules for young player of the tournament is they have to be younger than 21 um so that kind of takes a couple guys out of the picture but like i said i wrestled with this i've got two i've got two that i'm gonna give I got three that I'm going to give, actually. Fuck it. Number one, and this is the boldest, biggest long shot. It, it means nothing if he can't get the minutes. Um, but give me Jeremy Doku from Belgium. Saw great flashes of him in the Euros for Belgium. Uh, very exciting talent for them. I don't know if he'll get the minutes to get this award, but definitely don't think it's a bad idea to throw his name out there just in case we can kind of go back and look at this. Second one... Um, and this is a little bit cheating because there's two, but one of the midfielders from France. Um, Kamavinga is under 21. I didn't look up if Tuchenemi was under 21, um, but I think that Kamavinga has a chance to wow a lot of people, and especially one of those two taking up the, you know, it's, it all depends on Rabia as well, but one of them taking the role of Pogba and the other taking the role of Conte, and if they can prove, if France can make a run and they can prove that, you know, they can step in and fill this role to the best midfielders uh, of this last generation, then I think they definitely have a reason for uh, winning young player of the tournament. Last, and this is my actual pick. This is who I think will win the young player of the tournament award. I am going to get something queued up on my phone here. Oh, God. And... It'll be it'll be easy to know. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be him. Yeah, Jude Bellingham. Uh, I think he needs to start every game for England. He has lit it up for Borussia Dortmund this year. Uh, hopefully, a future Chels. He's had a couple links to them, a couple ties. Uh, I think it's either them or Liverpool if we get into that, but. Yeah, Jude Bellingham is going to take home the Young Player of the Tournament Award. Wow. So, I, I mean, I I like it. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. And here's the thing. I was also wrestling with three names, and I have the same kind of structure. Like, so the kind of player that I think he's going to get the minutes and very, very unknown name is Nikola Zaluski from Roma. Like, Polish guy from Roma. He originally, like, got turned down, I feel like, by one of the national teams. But he's been so, so good for Roma this year. And he's super good young talent who plays for Poland, like, on the wing. And it's the exact type of guy where it's, like, obviously, like, Damsgaard in the Euros for uh, Denmark was crazy. Yeah. Like, just looks silky every time he came on. Isaac for, for Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Isaac for Sweden. Like, it's, like, that type of guy. And I feel like 
Poland needs the firepower, and I don't necessarily think that they're going to make it that far, but he's going to show flashes, and he's going to get a big money move and, like, get a starting position somewhere. I'm I'm sure of that. Um, I'll say Bellingham was another one I wrestled with. He really skipped my pick, but I, I got a different name that I feel like I need to throw out there because I think he deserves his flowers, and that's Pedri on Spain. He's 19, and he's Spain's best player. He's yeah. the best player on their team, and he's 19 years old. And I think that just cannot be underestimated enough. And I obviously have them going to the semis in, in, in my pick. And, like, I think Bellingham is one of the only players who's actually, like, they say the English tax. Like, I think Bellingham is the only player that's actually, like, worth the money for the, the English tax. Like, he's so good. And he actually deserves to play. But, like, he might be better than – might be better than Pedri in my eyes. But, like, Pedri just has – the keys to the city whenever it comes to the Spanish national team for this tournament. And I think he really, really is going to lead their possession-based style and, like, show why he's such a good leader and such a good player at 19. I think he wins young player of the tournament for that reason. I like all your analysis there. I think that that is a great pick. And, yeah, if you see Spain making a run in this tournament, uh, it makes a lot of sense. So I like that pick. Frankie, Frankie? let's see who you go with. I love that pick. Pedri, I, I agree with everything you said. Pedri, he's a fucking stud. And to be the best player in that team with the nation behind his back at 19 is absurd. And even in the Euros two years ago when he was 17. Or, yeah. Yeah, 17, um, which is nuts. So, God, I'm terrible at math. Um, I, I love that pick, but he's not going to win. Not gonna win. I think he's gonna be second. I don't know if they do like top three or whatever, but I think when we look at England, you your eyes jump to Jude Bellingham. But this man, he missed his PK in the Euro final. He missed his PK in the Euro final. He's been a stud this season. Ten goals and assists in fourteen matches played. And I think he gets into the starting lineup and for England, and he starts in every single he game. He's in his revenge tour. He's in his revenge tour. And he's just tour. a nice guy. But Kayo Saka, I think he's going to win best young player this year. That's a great okay. prediction. Okay, he is lighting it up That's right now. He's, and he will start. I, I, I will put it out there. He will start. I think he will start every game. I agree. I think he's, he will. So and. Good. He and, deserves it. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's. I don't know. I, For a second I, I there, guess, I thought you were going to go with Jaden Sancho, and I was like, "Whoa!" Um, no, did Sancho uh, even make the? No, he didn't he even didn't, make. The he team, didn't make it, right? Yeah, he's in Manchester yeah, right now. He deleted all of his social media yesterday. He's he's fighting demons right now. I don't know what he's, he's fighting what's going on, but maybe because Ronaldo doesn't like him. I don't know. Um. Like, I just think Bellingham, it, it's unfair. Him and Pedri, it's unfair that this is the case. But I think since they're not as flashy and they play in a deeper role, they don't always get the credit that they deserve. And I think Bukayo Saka is going to be more um, involved in goals and up top. So I think that's why he's going to win. Uh, do you have any other youngsters you want to have the people look out for? Any other names you want to throw out there since me and Carter kind of threw yeah. you out there? Yeah, there was there. Oh shoot, who was I gonna? Who was I gonna throw out? Um, 
I think Rodrigo, um, I talked about him earlier. I don't even know if he's going to start. I think they probably start Rafinha over him because of experience. And I kind of disagree with that. Um, but, I mean, the world already knows about Rodrigo. What he did against Man yeah. City, like, he's so clutch. Um, <laughs> so, like, people already know about Rodrigo. They're already going to have an eye on him. But I think, no, I think Rodrigo... Um, you guys talked about Bellingham, but I think Rodrigo Pedri and um, uh, Osaka. And and sorry, last one. I'm kind of going on a rant. Javi um, no, from Spain as well is a baller. We yeah, also that, that young midfielder is unbelievable. Also you also mentioned yeah. Musiala, who also could look very well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. From Germany. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Very happy that the World Cup is back, even if it's in the winter. You know, it's always amazing to watch World Cup ball. Um, this was great sitting down, getting everyone's picks, everyone's predictions. Like I said, let's hope one of us picked a winner again so we can uh, keep the streak going of picking a winner in major tournaments. Uh, thank you guys as always for listening. Now, this was a little bit on the longer side, but, you know, hopefully got all you guys prepared for all the World Cup drama that is going to be occurring over the next couple of weeks. Carter, Frankie, any closing thoughts from you guys? Ronaldo out. Ronaldo. Also, it, it it pains me to say this, but I think the best striker in the world is not even playing in the World Cup right now, and that's not Kareem Benzema. So, yeah, uh, honestly, I don't know yeah, the damn Polish. Oh, wait, no, 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 not the Polish, not the Polish. Not sorry, he's the, a the Norwegian, Finnish, right? Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah, I knew he was like, somewhere up there, but all right, Carter. Any closing thoughts from you? The closing thoughts are that. Andrew Valencia is the goat. That's it. Thanks. Love it. And my closing thoughts He's are going to be the golden it's, boot. It's, oh, okay. You're gonna hey. say, I, I know Maybe. what you're going to say, Jake. That it's not coming home? No, I thought you were going to say it's called soccer. Ah, I hope. <laughs> hey, too. be on the lookout for that game Friday. Uh, you might have some fun watch party content coming from uh, – from the U.S., maybe even from maybe you guys might get some Spanish watch party uh, content too from Carter's side. So sure. we shall see. But yeah, be sure to check out the World Cup on Fox. Super excited for this World Cup and super excited for everyone to you know finally get to see what these teams can do. So Thank this you has been us. Zoom Sports Talk. As always, be sure to follow us on our socials. Uh, be sure to share with your friends. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you find this. Do what you do with it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We are thankful for every single one of you who sticked around till the end. And uh, it is called soccer. So.